Union Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs> Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. Uh, and me, Jamie Ball. Good evening, Mark. Good, Good evening. evening. Oh shit. Good evening, listener. And welcome to another banjo-lamenting, toe-cementing, get down on your knees and hail uh, the Court of Owls, uh, Mark, episode of the Betamax Dungeon. I know what the Court of Owls is. Good. I picked one this week that I thought you might know. So, Only just. I don't know them that well. I know uh, there's Batman involved. Yeah. DC. Uh, yeah. Um, we got a lot to unpack tonight. We right? have. Um... What are we going to get out of our sack first? Correction corner. Okay. I've got, I got to say it. My sister, I have to say it. My sister brought up that during Event Horizon, when we talked about Jolie Richardson, yeah. uh, we didn't mention the fact that she is the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave and the granddaughter of Sir Michael Redgrave. Right. And she really came to fame, in certainly in this country... Uh, during uh, the BBC's adaptation of Lady Chatterley's Lover. Well, it's got a lot of women's knickers in a twist. Well, had Sean Bean in, didn't it? And they yeah. went mad for him back in 1993. 1993? That was when that came out. He's still kind of... I guess they still like him now. He's still kind of a... That's never... Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not like we're getting old or anything. Jesus Christ. Um, I was 20. Just only 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh. Well, you were young then, and he would, I guess he would, what was he then? He would probably oh, be, what, late like 30s, late 30s, mid 30s? What, so he's nearly 70 now? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh. How, yeah, how would you think Sean Bean is now? 40. He's doing, he's like, 40, he? he's doing tea <laughs> adverts. Yeah, I know. Which, so, <laughs> he's doing tea adverts. He, he is doing he's tea new adverts. Brian Glover. He is the new Brian Glover. Is he doing PG? You know, he's doing Yorkshire tea, and he's from Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's killing it in those adverts, but they are still adverts for tea. For tea, yeah. Um, Maybe we'll get a free packet. I I, pro- I propose tonight, Mark. I know we got other films and stuff to talk about, but I propose that we plunge straight on in to our main film tonight okay. while I'm still sober. Okay. Because uh, yeah, okay. You know, I I you have to explain why. Okay. Well. Uh, I don't think between... I don't think... I don't think... Oh, oh, God, I'm getting there already. Oh, for God's sake. It's a Let's... controversial film. Yeah. And you know me, Mark. I will happily run headlong into any controversy with literally no fear for my own safety. I don't think this film is that controversial. No, I don't either. Um, I, I very much think this film has this heart very much in the right place, but you know we'll get we'll get, we'll get to that. that. What's the um, name of the film this week, Jamie? So this week, Mike, we're doing uh, uh, White Dog. White Dog. Uh, from 19, what year is it? Nineteen eighty-two. And who directed it? It's directed by Samuel Fuller. Who did? He also did uh, uh, the big red one. He did the big red one, which isn't a porn film; it's a war film. Um, I had Mark double, Hamill I, in it, I think. Yeah, I had to double check that. Well, that um, wasn't porn. But the, the big red one, you think, what the hell is that about? You think, oh, it's a war film. Oh, yeah, he's done a lot of few war films. Didn't he, he did. He did the steel helmet, I think, uh, which also could possibly be a. Um, uh, he, uh, he also did a Shock Corridor. Right. I think these were sort of what these were, these were, were these fifties or sixties. 
Sixties. Yeah, I mean he's been directed for yeah. Big so, Red Wings, mate. Is for probably the film before he did this one. Yeah, it? I think that's seven. That's that's seventies, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I never, I, yeah, I never really checked that. But um, I mean, he's directed loads of stuff. He, uh, the Crimson Kimono, I think, was another one that popped right. up. Um, so uh, directed by Samuel Fuller, uh, he wrote the screenplay along with uh, Curtis Hansen, who would. Go on to do uh, L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Um, I think he also did... Did he do Gridlock with... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is that... Uh, uh, is it Tupac in um, Tim, Tim Roth? Roth? Yeah, possibly. Is that grid, Gridlock? That's Gridlocked, yeah. Gridlocked. Yeah. i got a feeling he may... I, I, I haven't written this down. i got a feeling he may have written that. Um, well, you can correct it next week. Yeah, we got we always got a correct something every week. Correction um, So I think really, if you, so it's based why, on a book. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, it, well, initially it was an article in Life magazine, mm. and it was written by a, a French guy called uh, Romain Garay, Garay, Romain Garay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was married to actress Jean Seberg. Okay. And much of the film is lo- lo- the early part of the film certainly is loosely based on an experience that happened to Gene C- Seberg. Right. Um, it appeared as an article, and then it was expanded into a novel. And in the novel, uh, it, it, there's a lot more to it. It's almost more autobiographical. Yeah, I think um, a major plot point has changed as well, but we'll get to that. Yeah, cru- a, crucial, a, crucial, a crucial bloody... Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly the thing that you... Yeah. Um, so, he expanded it into a novel, um, and a, a lot of the novel sort of um, went into their relationship stuff, and it uh, went into their relationship, their marriage. I don't know the full story, and I didn't really get the no, chance to fur- fully really read go up into it. it. I, had a, I had a skim over but it. But she, she somehow was... Com- uh, was uh, Somehow involved with the Black Panthers. I think she was supporting the Black Panthers sort of in the early 60s. Right. And she was under... She became um, a person of interest to the FBI. Oh, she would be. And, yeah, and I think eventually that all contributed to her committing suicide. Right. And a few years, or, you know, a good few years later, um, the French... Her husband, he, he... Killed himself as well. So the guy who actually wrote the original article, uh, he died. So um, that's kind of the background of it. Um, I, we'll, we'll get to the controversy at the end as, as we're talking. Yeah, about we'll, it, we'll, it will we'll, kind we'll, of become we'll, apparent. We can't <coughs> really skirt round it. No. Um, uh, I mean, if it comes up in the middle of what we're talking about, it comes up in the middle of what we're talking about. I think it probably will. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be fine, Mum. I'm not um, worried about it not being fine. I'm just worried about <laughs> trying to not talk about it when we're talking about the plot and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll keep it at arm's length. So, I mean, in all, it's on the surface, basically, what the movie is. It's like it's an it's it's like an animal attack movie. Yeah. Except this one just has a racial. It's ra- this one is sort of racially charged. Yeah. Um, but then it in the latter half of the movie, it becomes kind of a deprogramming movie. It's like taking maybe someone from a cult or someone who's bad and making them, you know, taking the sickness out, yeah. making them better. Clockwork um, Orange. Basically. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I've never seen it, but also around this year, it was the same year, actually, 1982, uh, there was a James Woods movie that came out, um, and it was called Split Image, and that was also, that that was an actual person. Right. Uh, and they were, they were in a cult, and the movie is, I, I think it's James Woods, he's basically trying to deprogram them, mm-hmm. um, like kind of bring them back to normality, if you will. Uh, so, should, uh, do you want to do, what do you want to do? Do, you do, want to go do? To, do the cast. I want to do the cast, okay. It's a good cast. Um, Very small cast, I thought. Yeah, but there's there, like seven people in it, isn't there? Yeah, but there, there's a few more there. there um, so, yeah. Okay, so uh, we got Ju- Julie, the character Julie Sawyer. Uh, she's played by uh, Christy McMickle. I've not seen her in anything else. Um, she I looks didn't... really familiar, but I just couldn't place it, and I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't write it down, but she was in something else. You may have seen. Um, she's fine in it, but you know she the, she's the not char- the, the character's a oh she's a naive yeah she she's a charming she has a charm she's, she's a charming idiot as well she is a charming yeah. idiot i mean she she has um she's kind of um she's kind of reassuring on screen because she is so innocent and nice but she is massively naive um, massively yeah naive. yeah well again um, that all comes apparently yeah yeah so uh so julie sawyer she's played by christy mcnichol uh then we've got the uh, the character Keys, uh, who's uh, he's kind of like the anthropologist, scientist, animal trainer guy. Yeah, he's played by uh, Paul Winfield. Yeah, uh, who's uh, I mean, he's in Terminator, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's his other biggest no, thing. He's, he's got uh, uh, he's got awards and stuff. I think he was in like TV miniseries and stuff like that. He's quite a well-renowned actor. He, he's he's. He's, he's the best good. thing in he's it. The be- he is the best thing in it. Um, he makes some choices that are like odd. Well, yeah, we'll, no, yeah, we'll get to that. Massively odd. But we'll get, yeah, to, we'll get we'll to get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and uh, then we've uh, we've got his uh, his animal training partner. Bear lives. Yeah, um, he's great. He is really good. He's the most sensible bloke in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Carruthers yeah. is his character. So. Um, so basically, Carruthers and Keys are the two like animal trainers who own. We'll get to it as we talk to it, but they own the animal training place called Noah's Ark. Yeah, and it's kind of like a Hollywood animal training sanctuary. Stroke like Nope. It did. did were you get? Yeah, did you get I got Nope? That nope vibe. I did. I, I did. Nope vibe there. Yeah, I did. I um, I actually wrote that down oh, as well. well he saying? must have seen this. Yeah, probably. I yeah. would imagine Jordan Peele. Of course, he's seen he's it. Um, so Burleigh's in. Um, he's uh, her boyfriend, Jameson Parker. He's great. He's in everything, isn't he? In the eighties, uh, well, he's in. He's he, in Simon and Simon. I, yeah, I wrote that down. Do you and remember Simon and Simon? He no. was kind of the douchey one. He was a douche Simon. Wasn't no, he? Uh, yeah, he's a douchey one when you're young watching it, but when you watch it now, you no, he's a sensible one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those. So, was the other guy the... He the wasn't the guy, guy in the cowboy hat. No, 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 no. That was his mad brother. Okay. He was doing mental stuff. But they, they're one of those... They pop up in Magnum. They popped up in other shows. Uh, Jessica Fletcher did a crossover with yeah, Magnum. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Yeah, they used to call. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was like a, a shared universe. Well, I think it was ABC, wasn't it? So it was like a TV channel. Yeah, so the TV yeah. channel owned the shows. They would often mix them up, and sometimes they would try and spin off other shows. Yeah, from, backdoor pilots and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Um, do you remember Crazy Like a Fox? Did you? Ever, I used to like yeah, that, that had um, Jack Warden. Jack Warden, who played his son, was um, nephew or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, Harrison. Uh, yeah, I've forgotten. I'm, I'm not going to remember. Yeah, they, they they were always slinging backdoor pilots in and and and, and things like that. But yeah, I've got I've, Simon Simon. I remember it vaguely. He um, Jameson Parker also appears in uh, Prince of Darkness. Yes, uh, he's got Tash. That's right. Um, terrible so he, Tash. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think if you've got blonde hair, you can't really get away with a Tash. Oh, I don't know. No, I did. There's no, there are no blonde men that have significant moustaches. No, there aren't. There aren't. Really. Thinking about there aren't blonde there, men with moustaches. But there aren't. It, it, unless it's only Swedish porn stars. That, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Okay. He did have a pretty good tash. Yeah, and he's blonde as you like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's the one. <laughs> he's the one blonde guy. They can get away with a tash, but even then, it, it yeah, it's a, oh, I don't know, brother. <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting. Jameson Parker's character, who plays uh, Julie's boyfriend, mm-hmm. his name is uh, Roland Grail. Yeah, which is so he's obviously standing for Romain Gary. Gary, Gary. he's French, so I guess he's it's, another one. Who, he's done, he's the most sensible one as well. He says, he yeah. says yeah, yeah, pretty like, much. you should do this. And that's what they should have done he, in the first pretty place. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. But then we, there would have been no film. Um, so, uh, yeah, Jameson Parker plays Roland Grau. Um, uh, Julie's uh, acting friend, <laughs> Molly, yeah. is played by Lynn Moody. Um, and Dick Miller shows up with a monkey. Yeah, no, for like two minutes. Yeah, he's been That's still, cool. You're like, hey, it's Dick Miller. He's just wandering around the set for five minutes. Do you want a bit of film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the oldest monkey. He's known, <laughs> yeah, he's always in sort of Joe Dante films, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's in Terminator as well for like a minute and a half. I can't I can't. He's the guy, he's, yeah, he's, in, uh, he's the guy who gives Terminator all his guns. Oh, yeah, he's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, you can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The trouble is his parts are... You always... You always notice him, but they're so small. Is he the one who's always banging on about gremlins in Gremlins? Yeah, yeah, he's in both gremlins. He's almost like the sort of hero of gremlins yeah. too, isn't he, in the end? And he's in Piranha as well. I mean, he's any the resort owner in Piranha or... I can't remember. I haven't seen that in a long time. Seen that but long Paul, time. Paul Bartell turns up in this as well. Who's that? Oh, is he the... the um... He's definitely in Piranha. He's the, in Piranha. He's the guy looking after all the kids that get eaten, and um, he also directed. He directed he in death. He briefly shows up as a cameraman when they're on the set. Oh right, he goes. He's oh, the guy. Who's I just wanted to know that I don't agree. Yeah, that's yeah. Paul Bartel. Um, <laughs> um, oh, Sam Fuller turns up. Then he is a yeah. He yeah. He, he he's a raging. You not. You didn't get the part. Claire. Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, that was a bit super sympathetic. Yeah, uh, and uh, the sc- I, it's not one of his best, I'd have to say. But the, the music, the score is Ennio Morricone. I googled that because I, I, I was listening to it. I thought that sounds familiar. It's a little bit. 
it's like he did it on his weekend off. Yeah, I. It's not his best one. Still, some some bits right, it was kind it's... of effective, but yeah, and it almost some, it almost sounded a bit like a a lukewarm Jaws kind of well, in bit going for I think in some bits. Yeah, it was a bit confused. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his um, best. Uh, so okay, I think that's really the bulk of the cast. Um, do you want to do the synopsis? Do you want me to do the synopsis? You do the synopsis. Okay. All right. Well, so, to keep the synopsis short, and then we'll pick it apart after. I will completely... Okay. Um, so, uh, young actress, yeah. Julie Sawyer, yeah. accidentally uh, injures a stray dog up in the Hollywood Hills. What sort of evening. dog is that? It's a white... It's a beautiful white Alsatian. No such thing as an Alsatian. German Shepherd. German Shepherd. Do you know where they, where oh, the God, name... Oh, God, right, dog facts. No, it's a dog fact. <laughs> ding ling ling Do you know where the name Alsatian comes from? Uh, I did, but I've forgotten. I think it's got something to do with war, isn't it? We didn't like things... Oh, called... yeah, so we stopped calling yeah, them... Yeah, we stopped calling things yeah. No, Nothing could be German Yeah, we couldn't anymore. have sauerkraut. It was victory cabbage. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we have sauerkraut? Yeah, of course we did. It's just pickled cabbage, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I don't know. That we're... It's not big over here, is it? Well, it probably was till the Germans so, started yeah, getting yeah, a bit larry. It's hard to get hold of now. Yeah. I quite like it. Well, I don't, I don't mind it. Is it something you have at Christmas? I, I tend to have it with a... a massive right turn. Sorry. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> I tend to have it with a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. A hot dog, sauerkraut and mustard. Yeah. Tell, especially this time of year. Yeah. Nice. Um, anyway, a white German shepherd. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the synopsis. Yeah, sorry. So uh, yeah, young actress Judy Sawyer hits a dog, takes it to the vet, uh, and to begin, uh, she kind of discovers, as we the audience do, that uh, for dogs that aren't owned or that are brought in without owners, things could be pretty bleak for them. You know, you yeah. don't you don't want to send the dog to the pound because it'll only stay there for three days and yeah, then they'll put it down. Dog. Yeah, and it's not a young pup, so no one will adopt it. Um, she ends up paying... Um, $200? Yeah, it's quite a lot of money. It's quite the, a lot of money for And the vet years. is a real douchebag well, as well. Of course he is. Um, the vet's a real knob. Um, but the nurse, who, who is pretty helpful, says, well, put up some posters, say you found the dog, ask for a reward to get your money back, um, and see what happens, but take the... You know, take the dog will be fine. Take it home tonight. So even when this conversation's going on, she's developed. But the her she's and the bonding. dog, she's bonding yeah, with the dog. And, and the but dog it has only been half an hour. But the dog is lovely at this point. And oh, you look yeah. at his eyes, and he's oh, like, yeah. Burr, burr, it's, burr, burr. It's, yeah. It's so, talking, is it? No, he's just kind of you know, his little. He's not growling or anything, but he's just kind of you know. Um, and the nurse says, "Okay, take these tablets." You got to feed him these tablets. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's a fun, fun five minutes with a dog in there. So, oh, we're just doing a synopsis. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. yeah. So she takes this dog home, and uh, ends up adopting it as a pet, and then through the course of owning it, discovers that the dog has been trained to attack black people. Yeah. Um, and. From there, the film switches to... George's Pauls. Kind of that. Poorly. Kind of. But it also really becomes a film about um, a, a trainer, a, a, a black guy, trying to deprogram the dog, trying to make the dog normal, cure yeah. it. 
And in the course of this, they make some very strange decisions. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we'll unpick it as we start working our way through it. But but I mean, that's the bare bones. That's the she, bare bones. She gets right. a dog. The the dog with her, and as we will discuss, she has reason to bond with the dog. Yeah, yeah, she does. Have a there reason. is a very valid reason that she ends up loving this dog. Um, but then she finds it's got another side to it, you know, um, and is trying to deal with that. Uh, so, uh, anything you want to add to that? Anything no, wrong no, with the synopsis? No, no, that's a perfect synopsis. So, title sequence, I noticed at the start. Yeah. Um, you've got a grey background, just a plain grey background. Yeah. And the words in the credits, the names as they appear, are either appearing in complete black or complete white. Right. But the background is grey. Yeah. It plays out over that. Uh, the screen goes black. Uh, you hear a car thudding into something, tyres screeching, what seems to be like an animal yelping in pain. Yeah. And then we're introduced to Julie Sawyer, yeah. who's getting out of her car. She's dressed really strangely. I cannot remember what she was dressed in. She's wearing a beret. Yeah. Right. She's got like a. She's got like she's a. Just come off set or something. Oh, I have no idea. She's got like a sweater on, which is like, it's got it's like a zigzag design. In one arm of it is like like full on like mohair kind of. Yeah. It's like a, one why, arm is really furry. Why are you... Out of all the films to take notice of in this film... I take notice of And what, you're noticing what jumper she's I, got on. In this film in particular, I notice their outfits and I notice the locations because it's, it's kind of all shot in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It is an interesting... I'd love to drive around the Hollywood Hills, you know. It, it is a visually interesting place. But anyway, she's hit a dog. Yeah. Um... White and dog. She's hit white dog, is still alive. Uh, she does the right thing, she takes it to the vet, as you said. Uh, she ends up taking the dog home. Yeah. Uh, is, it the first, is it the first night or the second night? It's pretty early on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the thing happens. Well, it, well, first of all, she really bonds with the dog. She's trying to give it tablets. Yeah, and it's nicking her underwear or something, is it? Yeah, that it's happens a little bit later on. But she's trying to put the tablets down its throat and it keeps spitting them up. And then she tries to t- trick it. And when she turns her back on it, the dog just playfully kind of jumps on her back and stuff. And they're having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, her boyfriend, Roland, comes round, uh, as we said, uh, played by Jameson Parker. And they start putting up posters to yeah. you know try and find the owners. Um, and it, while they're doing that, he mentions to her, Julie, for an intelligent woman, sometimes you're not very bright. You know, <laughs> you live out in the hills on your own. You know that's dangerous. You know, pe- things happen to women that live on their own in the hills. Yeah. And he says, at least keep this dog. To protect you. And she's like, well, you know, it's not my... I do like the dog, but it's not mine. You know, hopefully we'll find the owner. Anyway, next cut to next scene. <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie's at home asleep. Yeah. The dog is asleep in front of the telly watching a war film. And an intruder just walks into her house. Yeah, did she, did she not lock the door? Apparently not. Uh, he attacks her. <coughs> he attacks her yeah 
It takes a while for the dog to get going, I've well, got to be honest. Well, he's kind of watching the film. <laughs> he's watching he's the like, film. He's half asleep watching the film. And, I mean, even her... I mean, she fights back. I mean, she does get her attack... She grabs him in the nuts a few times. Yeah. But... He's getting the upper hand, isn't he? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean... It's just... It's just... See, it's, a, it's very oddly shot. It's not really foreshadowed or anything in any way. He's just in her house jumping yeah. on her. Yeah. And he's going, if you fight me, I'll kill you. And you're like, what the fuck have you got? Yeah, well, uh, yeah <laughs> I didn't really see this coming. But the dog springs into action. Oh, yeah. He's a hero. And, I mean, he, he, he basically bites the attacker. The attacker runs out of the house. And then the dog, like, leaps through the, the window. window. Yeah, I know. Like a second story window, he leaps through the window out, out on, yeah, onto the, the attacker. Got, we could have just used the door. Wait, well, yeah, <laughs> you could have. Well, the attacker got out the door. I, it's crazy, but it looks great. <laughs> he just he jumps out the window. He lands on the attacker. <laughs> he holds the attacker until, until two the, dopey policemen turn up and goes. This must be that rapist that's been running around the area. I did actually. Like, no, no, I wrote the line down because it really, the line they say really sticks out. Uh, yeah, the two cops turn up and uh, the one cops go, the one cop goes, ah, it's the same damn rapist I nailed last year. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just, um, just your friendly neighbourhood rapist. What the uh, yeah, it is crazy. And Julie is in the uh, Julie is obviously super happy with the dog. It's like the dog has saved her. Yeah. And one of the coppers even says to her, "Ah, oh, lady, you're really lucky to have a dog like that." Um, and weirdly enough, that whole attempted rape is never really brought up or addressed well, again. Well, her boyfriend seems really blasé about this it. This is all. He's still a bit shaky. I know. It's <laughs> He does, even though he's right in what he says later on, he does generally come across as a bit of a, a bit of a dick. Yeah, I mean, I didn't understand. He didn't even go round. I understand he's working. You don't see him go round. You don't see him go round. And he's sort of saying, oh, I can't see you tonight. I'm busy. i got to do this yeah. and that. Well, somebody just oh, tried you... to rape me. Mm. I think that was a fair amount of time after because she'd had the window fixed and... The way she comes, she comes back in. She's like, "Ah, oh, the window's been fixed," and then like pushes against the window, and it's like, "Well, you can see that it's a new pane of glass." Well, she's very naive. She is so massively naive. So, okay, so um, well, the dog didn't. Didn't she now lose the dog? The dog goes for a wander. Yeah, the dog, um, and she's like. Calling a neighbour, the dog sees a rabbit and goes after the rabbit. That's it. And it goes goes for a wander around around the Hollywood Hills and ends up attacking a a dump dump truck driver. Well, before they get there, that the whole Hollywood Hills bit is amazing. Where she walks down, she's looking for the dog, and then there's a woman like sunbathing on her roof. Like it seems almost like a mile away. Yeah, she's like, oh hey. Oh, uh, I must see a white station. For a struggling actress, she's got a nice house. Oh, she? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, the views out of a place. Oh, like it. oh no, it, it does now. look amazing. The whole area, the whole film looked, looked great. Um, so she doesn't find the dog, so she goes to the pound. Oh, that's heartbreaking. But it? that's also quite a funny kind of scene. Well, and all those people that stood out waiting the for the But the people dog. that are there, the sad pet owners that are waiting to hopefully find... None of them do. They don't none get of them, their dog. None of them get their own... There's just more dogs going but, in there. Uh, so, the, so basically the, the dog catchers come back in the vans and all these people are desperate to peer in. and see, It's like a car boot sale on a Sunday What's morning. It? Right, with, I don't know whether um, we missed this, but was the original dog owner there? If you rewind that and have a look I at it. I don't think so. I didn't notice him because I did watch it a, two, a couple of times. Right, okay. So you've got the young kid in a baseball cap yeah. You know, your typical dog owner, he's lost his dog, he's upset. All these people are upset. But you've got the young kid, and you're like, oh, that's kind of sad, it's a young kid. Then you've got an old couple that are both, like, real hugging each other. Yeah. And they're both really good. And you're like, oh, God, that's really sad, yeah. this old couple. Then you see a guy who's got, like, a leather jacket on, and looks a bit like the Fonz, and he's really upset. And you're like, God, even that, that tough-looking dude, he misses his pet. And then you see a blind guy. <laughs> and you're like, he's lost his guide dog. <laughs> he's never going to find it. How would he know if it was, if it was no, there? I mean, that's pretty, that is pretty bleak. I mean, the poor guy, they're all like, there's heartbroken. A le- there's a lesson here. They should look after their fucking pets a bit better. Because there was about 12 people there and four dogs. Think of all those dogs that came back. Two, two vanfuls of dogs came back. So there's, they've all been lost. Somebody's lost those dogs that they dragged back in. But I don't think anyone was waiting for the dogs that they did actually no. bring back. They all just got taken into yeah. the pound and in three days they were going to be put down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah they're so, going to get recycled. See, in this part of it, it's almost like a harsh indictment of just... Losing the pet. Well, of just how people are with pets and yeah. how it is. I mean, that must still go on now. The amount yeah, of animals that are just, you know, discarded, that run loose and are never reclaimed it is, I mean it is sad it is a um, it is a sad thing right street cleaner guy okay yeah so um, uh, the dog has not even got a name in this film is it no 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 it never gets a name well they, they do refer to it as something a bit later on when we get to but um, no I've got a few names for it well yeah <laughs> um, so Ju- Julie's been unsuccessful at the pound yeah and uh, she goes home and then we see the dog loose at night yeah do you want to talk us well there's a there's a there's a there's a a bin lorry driver minding his business it's like it's like a street cleaner and it's like washing the streets and sweeping and And, uh, he's on his own he's on his own yeah and is he is he singing or Something. He's, I don't know. He's, he's got his windows down. He's got his windows down. <laughs> Middle of the night. With his well, it's wind- hot. It's it's, uh, uh, it's uh, California. Oh, it's LA. I guess. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of sticky. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Yeah, a bit sticky. Yeah. Okay. If you have a go, it's not like being outside now. If he'd, but if he'd have had his windows up, he'd have been all right. Well, if those people hadn't been in the sea in Jaws, they'd have been all right. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's why I never go in the sea. I never drive around with my windows down. <laughs> no, anyway, this dog sees this fella, happens to be black, and, uh, well, he just jumps through the window and attacks him. And, and it's, I, quite a sh- it's quite a shock as the I thought, To be honest with you, I think the dog attack seems a, a bit weak. Yeah. For an animal attack film. Oh, yeah. For 1982. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the, some of the 70s ones were way better. I mean, yeah, yeah. it just, it's just, it looks like it's, I mean, I know how they've done it. And they've stuck those things in his mouth as well. To make him always look like he's, he's snarling. Snarly. They, over, not, they <laughs> overdo, overdo it. it yeah. 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 They don't take him out when no, he's not. He's, he's not snarling. Yeah. He's like licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, in uh, the, the blood on his coat sometimes as well. Yeah. You can almost even see where like, there are like four Big. lines where someone has used their hands. Well, to that's just... where that black fellow was defending himself, possibly. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't look like blood on his coat, no. does it? It's not... It looks yeah. like he's yeah, but uh, well, it attacks him, jumps out the window, uh, just for an extra bit of action in the film. The dump truck goes through a shop window. Oh, it doesn't just go through it a goes shop through window. a shop window through the shop. Well, he's in a dump truck. It weighs like fifteen. It crashes times. spectacularly into that shop. I mean, there's sparks going off. It doesn't. I mean, you don't see him. Do you just see him letting van dead? Is he dead? You or, don't even. There's no even mention of it again. No. Really? And she um, hasn't learned a lesson either. That, who, who hasn't? The actress. Because the dog comes back in through an open door in her house. Does he just come back? Yeah, he comes, yeah, he comes back in the room and she starts. Re- she hears something in the house and starts reaching for her sister. Oh, yeah, because it scares her. Because she's always scaring And then this blood-soaked fucking Cerberus comes in and starts licking her face. And she figures out the blood's not his and it just gives him a bath. Yeah. So you... Yeah, so already... Already, you're like... But that's her naivety, and she may have been thinking it was a, the rabbit he got, or... So, yeah, all right. But then yeah, she but may... she's left the door open. The dog's just come in the house. Yeah, and you wouldn't leave... Why is she well, leaving her the door dogs. open after she was attacked? She was attacked yeah, a, okay, a, a right. few days ago. And yeah. It, she's massively yeah, but it was, but it was hot, so she shut the door open. Yeah, yeah. If she you can have a blow, have a coat of boat for opening his windows at night... Because it's warm, you got to go over uh, leaving a door open. Pretty so much. Dog, if that dog can get in, a man can get in. Yeah. A, a man did get in. Yeah. The, uh. um, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Anyway, right. she she bashed the dog, goes, she's got an acting gig, isn't she? Yeah. And she takes the dog to work with her. Yeah. Doesn't end well. Um, so, yeah. It's a really weird scene they're acting in. Because they, they're talking about it before, oh, I've only got a few lines. But it's them two on a gondola. Yeah, against with, the against the uh, back screen. What do they call it? Um, oh, what do they call it? A back projection. Yeah, back projection. Yeah, rear projection of Venice. So, like, on the set, they've got a gondola, and they're stood in it. But then everything else is just like a, a, a back projection of Venice. Yeah, and it. I mean, it looks terrible. <laughs> I don't know what they. I don't, I don't know, know what, what it was. It was an advert or whatever. But they're doing. They're doing a scene, and she's got the dog loosely tied up to a. a it just looks like a bit of rubble, with a pole sticking. It. it looks like a like a brick with a bit of rebar coming out of it. Yeah, it's like a. Um, yeah, you know, like say that where somewhere there'd been a sign, and they've taken down the sign and the post. Yeah, and you've still got like the metal. You know what I mean? I don't know. Really, what do you call them? Like the well, filings, like the metal filings that still. Yeah, yeah. I just said rebar. I'm not familiar that's, with rebar. That's what rebar is. Is that, is that what concrete? rebar is? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's not spend five minutes talking about what the dog is. I know, but it's good to probably. learn about. I didn't know going into a discussion about white dog, I was going to learn about rebar. Anyway. But I'm glad, Mark, I'm glad <sighs> I have. Right. The dog escapes. The dog escapes. Attacks Molly. No, no, no. It sees. Is it Molly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sees Molly. 
and it sees her from the back. Played by Lynn Moody. And, he, and you can see her go, is she black? Is she black? You can see him going, is she black? Is she black? And, and she turns, I don't know that she turns around and he goes, the that. dog goes, fucking, she's black. <laughs> and fucking, for, it makes, dog makes it through like, 12 people to get to her. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to take an awful long time for people to grab that dog. I've got to be honest as well. I think this is one of the this is one of the most disturbing... I mean, a lot of the dog attacks are pretty disturbing. This is the most disturbing, I think, to me. Because, Worse than the next one? Uh, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, because it's a lady as well. And partly as well because Julie is there. Yeah. And Julie finally is like, oh, hang on. Yeah, this dog's nuts. There's something wrong. Okay, I love the dog. He saved me from being raped. Yeah. But there's something wrong with this dog. Right, this is, this is. And what, I mean, you look, you see Molly's back after. Yeah. And he's really taking but, some chunks out of her back. I mean, well, that the, is a the, bloody the, the mess. The thing is, she goes to see her in hospital. Yeah. And she's like in a bed. Yeah. In hospital. Yeah. It's not like this dog's chewed her hand. No, no, he's really fucked her up. I mean, this this dog's put her off for for a couple of days. Yeah, and ten days because late because later on Roland says Molly could have reported that dog for ten days now. Yeah, and she hasn't. I, I, this is my first issue. It's like, well, that dog's nuts. I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, that's the first point. Yeah, where you go. Jesus Christ, I've just watched that dog rip my friend to shreds where she's got to stay in hospital for 10 days. Yeah. But I'm going to keep the dog. I agree with you. But this is this is where... Even her boyfriend goes, yes, I don't, but think, the, you, I don't but, think you should have but, but ultimately, as we'll get to, ultimately, ultimately the film is kind of trying to make a point and it, it can't, the film can't make that decision yet. Although rationally, we would... What the film is asking us to believe is that she not only is she so in love with the dog, but she literally the dog literally saved her life. Yeah. So even though this is horrible, and also bear in mind as well, she's not a hundred percent sure why it happened, why she why the dog but attacked it, it, Molly. It doesn't matter. No, I know. It, I know. It doesn't matter. No, you're right. At that point, it doesn't matter. That you're could right. have been a kid. That could have been a man. It could have been. A, it was. A woman. And it's it's also a real kicker to me. It's also kind of a, it's sad when she goes to see Molly in the hospital, and at this point, this is later on. She knows, she knows the nature the of the dog. Yeah. And she can't tell... Molly says, "Why do you think the dog did that?" Yeah, that she day? can't tell her because she's just so embarrassed. She's just too. She's just too ashamed to tell her yeah. what she knows about. Well, she's the dog. told us she's still got the dog. If she'd yeah. gone and go, yeah, that dog's racist. I've had it. Yeah, shot. Yeah, shot the. Fu- yeah, okay. Do you know but what I mean? then, but then, like I said, it, it, the film's trying to make a point. So in a lot of ways, it's like a parable, and that I also think that is why Julie is portrayed as being so naive. Yeah, she, you know, she's. But naive. how did she hug that dog and smush it up? Yeah. That's the bit. Why I'm, if you look, just look at it as a basic film without all the race stuff. Yeah. You're looking. Yeah, at, yeah, it you're, yeah. You're, even, you're going. What the fuck? Are you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Just or at least give it to a junkyard. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. And even towards the end, there are bits where you're thinking, like, yeah, it's gone too far. But it's trying to be a parable. It's yeah. kind of trying to. But there's a bit. What's the, 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 she goes? She go, then takes a dog to Noah's Ark. Is it? That's it. 
uh, run by uh, Burr Lives. Cool. Uh, yeah, Carruthers. Carruthers and, got, and Keys. Carruthers and Keys. And Carruthers has got a real issue with Star Wars, apparently. Oh, uh, that, <laughs> that whole bit where you... I was fir- like, what? Where did that come from? That whole bit where you first meet Carruthers is fantastic. That was where I started really getting the nope kind of vibes. Yeah. And he's instantly kind of likeable. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. Lives is, is Carruthers, is instantly likeable. And there's that whole bit where... Um, He's talking about the nature of training animals for Hollywood and the things that they've done. And he, uh, as you say, he's got that cardboard cutout of R2-D2. Yeah. And he's saying, like, this is the enemy. This is the future. We have to beat it. He's throwing darts at it. No, they're, they're um, syringes. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, tranquilizer <laughs> darts. Tranquilizer. Yeah, he's just chucking it at R2-D2. And then he's saying about um, John Wayne in True Grit. That's, uh, this is a hand that won John Wayne the Oscar. Yeah, this, this hand won the Duke the Oscar. Don't shake, don't shake. Sorry. It won the Duke the Oscar. Cause it was, uh, yeah, because there's a bit in where the Duke reaches into a pit of rattlers. rattlers. Um, and so Judy says to Carruthers... I think I've got an attack dog. Yeah. At that point, she's saying, I I think I've got an attack dog that's kind of gone crazy. And what does he say? He says, there's nothing I can really do Nothing I can do, it. You're going to have to shoot that dog. Yeah. And he was was right as well. You're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Um, But then, but then you're also, uh, the film is also, also asking you to kind of consider that, the animal is the animal is completely innocent. The animal is a victim as well. You know, the animal is innocent. Yeah. In a way, you know, he's doing. Well, he, he is. The animal is innocent. The animal is doing what he's been trained to do. Well, yeah, but that's. Um, what, well, yeah. And I know. And I mean, don't get. I, I don't, I don't get think me. you're supposed to come down on the side of the dog. Oh, I, I think you are. In some t- at yeah. some points. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't know. At some point, when when the dog saves, when the dog saves her and kills the rapist, you're definitely on the side of the dog. When the dog escapes, you're kind of a, he makes that daring escape. When he gets out of Noah's Ark, and he jumps up over the, like the trucks and yeah, then goes over the electric fence. Yeah, the, the fence is no, sparking. Jamie, no, at no point. At one point in this film, the dog's heroic, but once he's done but, that heroic bit, but you know what he is. I know, but he's but he's. But how in, are you on his side? Because he's still innocent. He's he's an innocent animals aren't capable of hatred. No. So but you know what he's capable of. Yeah, I know, and I know what you're saying, and you're right. But I'm, I don't. But know I know what, it has to die. I'm not. No, no, I don't know that. why you're looking at this thing like he's heroic because he get, he escapes. No, no, no. Dog. I'm not saying he's heroic to begin with. But then, um, the way he's... I mean, he is a, he's an impressive well, he's German, dog. Yeah, well, yeah, he's German Shepherd. The way he gets well. out of his cage... Anyway, we're skipping, we've, we've, yeah, skipped okay. a, right, we've skipped a bit. So we're meeting Burlives. Uh, and then we meet Keys. Oh, and that's awesome as well. The way he just strolls up. Keys is awesome. Yeah, he is great. Um, and the way they set it up as well, because Noah's Ark has kind of got this sign, and uh, it's got Noah's Ark, and underneath it says Carruthers and Keys. Yeah. And the camera kind of... You've heard Keys mentioned a few times early on. And then the camera kind of is looking at the sign. And then it drops down onto the name of Keys. 
and then it drops down, and then you see Paul Winfield um, walking up, walking up the road under the sign. Has it the gone for the, the the black janitor yet? At this point. Well, this hap- this happens around that time. So as Paul Winfield's walking up the drive, and he's got like his furry hat on. Yeah. And um, yeah, he just looks kind of cool. Um, as he's walking up. Burl Ives has said to Julie, I don't think I can do anything for the dog. Julie goes to leave. The dog sees a black chap out in the yard. Yeah. And the dog goes for it. And uh, the Burl Ives runs out, gets the dog off. The black chap backs away. And uh, that's when it really becomes crystal clear what kind of, what issue the dog has. Yeah. And uh, the black guy says... You got a white dog. You got, and Burl Ives says, oh, you, you, that's not an attack dog. You've got a white dog. And she was cool out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I know, <laughs> he's white. He's like, I'm not about his colour. Um, which is kind of funny. He's like, I'm not about his colour. Um, and he, he explains, this is a dog that's been trained to at- attack black people. Yeah. And as he's saying this, Paul Winfield is just kind of coolly walking up the drive. And he sees the dog and he sees what's happening. And he he sees something in the dog. He can see that it's a beautiful animal. Yeah. And this is what we're missing. I think this... Can you remember back in the 70s, back when sort of... Uh, back when humans were really first maybe becoming aware of, uh, you know, ecological issues and kind of maybe how we're mis humans could maybe be guilty of mistreating nature. Yeah. And they started to become, in the 70s, very much a reverence of animals. And, rev- you know, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, this is just my understanding. Right. In, in film terms, you had a lot of films where it was either be fearful of nature or put nature on a pedestal. Right. And this movie... It, because the dog is so beautiful, because the dog saved her from being raped, yeah. she's put it on a pedestal. It's an animal. And it is innocent. It is innocent. Yeah, yeah, he, keeps, yeah he keeps saying that. Come on, because that's, that's crucial to it. That, that That's why... But it's a dog. I know. It's, it's, it's a dog. I know, it's I know. It's not a person. I know, but Lassie dog. wasn't just a dog. Yeah, Cujo is... wasn't just a dog. Yeah, you should have shot Moby the... Dick wasn't just a whale. You can't compare this dog to. I, I can and I will because I can and I will because to keys it becomes it, to keys it's Moby Dick. You know it it's, it's it becomes more than a dog. It, be, it towards the end of the film it becomes the issue and keys wants to beat the issue and for keys if he can deprogram the fucking dog yeah then he's he can beat it. It's beatable. No, I don't. I don't buy that. But that's that's what the film. That's the idea that the film is yeah, trying. I don't. To... I don't buy that. No, I don't. That I do. It's a dog. The dog's crazy. The dog's never going to be okay. But to Keys, who is a scientist, right? He's like, if I can find a way to deprogram a dog, yeah, then there's a way to depro. Then not only can we deprogram dogs, we can deprogram people. Well, no, I don't buy that because it's a fucking dog, not a human. I don't know. I don't know. But dogs, and, but humans are programmed like dogs. Are they? Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, we're still animals, Mark. We program people. I know. People. I don't. I, I, I mean, what if? if Everything had gone swimmingly. Yeah. Right, which it fucking doesn't. No, 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 don't. <laughs> I, if yeah, everything I... had gone swimmingly, right, from the fir- from the first time because Keys meets this dog, what what then? Yeah. What what then? What would it what would have been it it'd still attack someone. It'd still attack someone. So yeah. Which, what, and what would his his he would have been well I've depro what no, it would have proved anything. It would have. No, it wouldn't have. It what would he have gone gone on to then? Well, let's get some racist down there. I don't. No, because I think I I or think for his brain, because I for his head, because I think in his mind it would have been like, if people want to program a dog to do this, we know ways that we can just deprogram the dog, and and in their arm, that's the point. And if if you're dealing with humans. If you're programmed from a young age, yeah. it's pretty impossible to deprogram you through life. If you've been traumatised or if you've had something instilled in you from yeah. a very young age, even in later life, it's going to be very hard to yeah, change that's, that's, your outlook. I, I don't, I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. But, no, no, I'm not. But... I think these you know, are just some I, of the questions that the film is asking. I don't have the answers, but I think the film is just... Kind of asking. That's anyway, what the what film does, is what, asking. Does, what happens then with the dog? Keith takes the dog and tries to start some deprogramming sessions. Yeah. Which, um, he, which he just... He's, I think he, first of all, he, he gets in his dog attack suit. We got a little bit ahead of ourselves. You just... Because we missed... Well, sorry, happens? we missed the whole bit where uh, Jameson Parker is basically laying it down to Julie. Yeah, get rid of the dog. And he's saying, like, the dog is dangerous... And she's going, oh, but, he, you know, he's just, it's not the dog's fault. You know, I love the dog. And there's a line where he goes, oh, come on, Julie. you got a four-legged time bomb. Which is true. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah, he's not wrong. He um, might be a bit of an ass, but he's not wrong and then at she, all. And then she even kind of looks up and says, uh, uh, oh, he, uh, he's just be like one of those dogs at the pound. You know, he'll be put down. And he's yeah, like, don't, and he's rightly like, so. Yeah, but he says, don't compare them. You know, those dogs are innocent. This dog is attacked some is attack Molly. Yeah. This dog is a, a, a yeah. <laughs> I know. But then you wouldn't have a film. Yeah, I know you wouldn't have a film, but so, he's got to keep it real. Yeah. So he he is kinda of right, and in that scene He's not kinda of right, he's exactly right. Alright, he is right. Um unless you're a massive animal lover. In which case a massive animal lover would be saying, No, the dog you can't Yeah, well I think animal even some animal lovers would go yeah, you can't have that dog out of the bank. Mark, you would be surprised. I, Mark, I guarantee you, you would be surprised the amount of animal lovers that would watch this film and would 100% want the dog to be okay. Come out and to be deprogrammed and at the end of it, be okay. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, we'll forget the fact he's killed a few people. <laughs> he's only killed he's a few okay people. He's okay now. He's, but he's okay now. Well, you've got to remember, they, these guys at Noah's Ark, they've got like, Bears, and yeah, tigers, tigers, lions, and, yeah. and they're, they're wary about this dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, well, Crevis is like, well, we're not sure about you. we should be doing this. And yeah. in, in a in a film about race, the two um, voices that are telling you like it is of being the sensible ones are the two white guys. Um, 
No, not in te- not in time. What Carruthers and her boyfriend? They're, 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 everything they say is right. Carruthers is right, and also the her boyfriend's the, right. Yeah, and also the black chap that dog goes for in the yard, and he says you've got a white yeah. dog there, right? And he shows her that scar and yeah. says, "I've been attacked before. You've got a you got to stop. You got to, yeah, yeah. Shoot it. Go and get the gun now." But this is this but is. But we won't have a film. But this is where, in my mind, you need to kind of see it like for Paul for Paul Winfield for Keys. It's almost like Moby Dick because he says he's he's had a few white dogs before and he's tried to deprogram. It hasn't worked, and for him, it has become that thing. He's chasing after that thing where he's just determined to kind of eradicate it, and he feels like that is that would be him doing his bit to eradicate racism as a whole. You know, like it's like if you can if you can deprogram a dog, you can deprogram a human. Right, but then what happens? Um, well, he starts. He starts. Puts on that deprogramming. Puts, the puts on basically a bear suit, a bear protective suit. These scenes are brilliant. In that cage, that cage, like the arena, yeah, is fantastic. That whole set, yeah, is fantastic. And him going in is almost going into like gladiatorial battle with a dog. And I mean, like, basically, his training method is it that just he knackers it out. Well, yeah, he put, <laughs> he, he, he he makes the dogs knackered from ch- trying to chew him. Yeah, he, he puts on like it's like a <coughs> it's like a Michelin man suit. It's one. Of, it's, it's like one of those suits you see them training police dogs. But there's he, but even there's bits where the it's dog. A bite, I think they call it a bite suit, don't they? Something like that. There's bits where the dog is biting one arm. And then with his other padded arm, he's hitting the dog on the head to like try and knock it off him. That's not going to help. But, he be- but basically, the idea is that he lets the dog go at him mm. until the dog realizes that I'm not. He's still standing. I'm not. I, I'm not going to beat him. He's still. So so essentially, they are fighting. They are kind of. He he needs to show the dog that no matter what you do, I'm you're not gonna you're not gonna defeat me. Don't work. Um, Don't work. And no, I, those scene those scenes, those scenes are really those are my probably my favorite in the film, especially when they're in that arena. Yeah, the arena like, is like I say, it's gladiatorial. It's, it's a cool it's, set, it's the best it's a cool film, looking set. Um, and he, meanwhile, what he what he has there's an interesting conversation that he has with Julie as well. About how they train the dog. Yeah, about the origins of white dogs and stuff and where it comes from. And there's a bit where he says to her, um, a, lot, a lot of these dogs are trained to capture escaped black convicts. Slaves and stuff. Yeah, like, it, start, start, yeah start it started out in slavery slaves. and now they use them to, 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 you know, for escaped black convicts. And Julie looks up and says, but what about white escaped convicts? And Paul Winfield just sort of, he just sort of laughs at, at her naivety. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, oh, yeah, escape white convicts. Um, that, uh, yeah. Um, so he's deprogramming the dog. There's a storm and he's, we're see- it's not quite a montage, but we're seeing him working with the dog. And during a storm, he's out in the rain and he's feeding it hamburgers or yeah, trying he's to, trying to feed a hamburger. And he's trying to bite him. And he's trying to show the dog that he's not going to hurt. He's trying to help him. Um, Julie 
fucks it up. Yeah. Sorry, that's a swear. No, she does. She does. Uh, she does. She does. Like, um, she, she gives yeah. him some, a burger, doesn't she? Yeah. And Key's kind of like, no one feeds that dog but me. Um, so he's like, yeah, she walks back like a tail between her legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, what's the matter with you? Oh, but then he's got told off. <laughs> yeah, he just got told. She has that old conversation with Burl Eyes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what happened? Oh, what have you been up? Have you been naughty? Yes, like, hey, yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, you should have spanked me. <laughs> yeah. Why well, you've taken, you've had another, t- another 10 days to him breaking that dog. Yeah. So it like, should be shot anyway. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so. The dog escapes. The dog, no, the dog's planning its escape. It's, well, he's chewing through the fence. Yeah, at night, a... every night, it's it's chewing through the roof. Because he can't get to the black fur, he knows if he can get out of that cage. He is, he is kind of, um, like a lot of 70s, I know this is early 80s, but like a lot of 70s animal attack films, he does seem unnaturally intelligent and clever. Yeah. And daring. And that's admirable about him. Because during the actual escape, you know, in spite of the fact he's a killer dog, yeah, he, do, he is a clever escape. <laughs> and he but, looks great jumping that, over that, that, that bit, fence. That, well, basically, what happens is he, 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 choose, he, he breaks the cage at the top. There's, it's like wire mesh, and he pulls a wire mesh apart. And you see him trying to jump out, and he's falling back in, and he jumps out. Then he, he gets a foothold, and he gets out. Then he runs around the arena bit, realises he can't, or he runs around this compound and he can't get out. And then you see him and the camera goes to like a, a, a small shed, a lorry. And, <laughs> but the, two, and the, fence, the top of the fence is electrified, isn't it? Yeah, but they're looking for him. Carruthers and Keys know that something is escaped, don't yeah. they? So they're walking around with torches. And I think they realise that the white dog's got out. But they, they don't think it's going to get out of the compound. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well. No, we just go back to bed. Yeah, good job we got this electric fence. <laughs> he just clears it. Yeah. And he comes out. No, he hides, doesn't he? He hides under the lorry. That's he it. Sees he sees the torch coming and he, he, he hides under the lorry. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes up on the shed, up on the Very lorry, good. has yeah. a little sprint over the fence. It, yeah, but as he goes over the fence, he sets up all, it's all sparking, isn't it? Yeah. Like all the the lights, do all the lights come on? Or is pretty, it just a spark? Pretty much. It just, it's just pretty spectacular escape scene um, yeah and Keith, Keith phones Keith, Keith phones her and goes yeah the dog's out <laughs> <laughs> and it just hangs up yeah it's like oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah the dog that murderous dog's out but they don't know it's murdered everybody yet no they don't no they, but, they don't but they do they they do pretty quickly yeah. now um, this this sets up my favourite scene. What, with a kid in the street? That is that's so terrifying. Yeah. That was, that, I've got to admit, I yeah. thought, oh no. I yeah, thought, am I gonna like, have they're to not going to go there. They're not going to go there. I thought, I genuinely thought, am I going to have to turn this off? Yeah. It's like, clever. Yeah, well, you see, the, you see the dog padding along the side street. Well, he's eating at the trash. He's eating he? the he's trash. trash he's, dirty. he's been out all night and he's, he's been on the lash. He's all dirty. <laughs> he's been in a river by the look of it because all his legs are dark. Yeah. And just the camera pans around the corner and you see... Just see the ball, You just you? see a ball and you see like a, a four or five-year-old boy, yeah, black yeah, boy, come out. Yeah, yeah. And your fucking heart... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But your heart sinks because the dog is right at the corner. It's a valid swear, it is. You are watching and it and you're like, oh, as no. As the, the boy's mum comes out, 
It's so well it, done. And it's so well done. As he, she like takes grabs the, him, she pulls drags him back him. She doesn't, nobody sees the dog. Yeah. They don't see each other. Yeah. But the dog clears the corner as the boy moves out of sight. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, and your heart is in your mouth. It your was, heart is in your mouth. But then he does see... Uh, yeah, a black guy in a, a suit business, walking out the road. Yeah. And but he attacks him in a church. Attacks him in a church. <laughs> and and the, I thought that was a bit poor as well, to be honest. It wasn't... You don't see much, you don't, do you? I mean... I mean I'd like to think I'd be able to fight back a bit better than man did. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, it chooses back out and chooses neck out, and then you don't really, you don't even see the aftermath, no, do you? Really? No, you just see uh, um, Paul Winfield. The, yeah, this whole bit is this whole sort bit of, is very odd. Yeah, and it leads into sort of problems. They try to address it, but. Not very no, convincing. They don't, they, they don't do it very well. Basically, the, the dog comes out of the church as Paul Winfield's driving around looking for the dog. Yeah. And he sees it's all covered in blood and he shoots it with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Hoists it. He puts it in the van. Yeah. Puts a muzzle on it. A bit late for that, Dave. Yeah. Um, and he goes in the church. Yeah. And you see him sweating. Yeah. And he just walks out. Oh, well, no. He's... Paul Winfield's brilliant in this. Because you see him crying. Yeah. He finds the guy, and he's cry. He is legitimately crying. You you don't see what's happened. Yeah, but there's he, a dead man. He must be dead. He must yeah. be pretty chewed up. Yeah. And this is really where it jumps the rails, isn't it? This is really where you're like, yeah, no, I'm kind of right, out. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're still watching. But there's, a, there's, but you're a, like, there's a bit about five minutes later where I was like, oh my god. But we'll get to that bit in a minute. But you you see him. He just leaves the church. And yeah. Goes back to the compound. Yeah, and then he's saying, "Oh, he's killed a guy. He's killed a guy." And she's like, "She for the first time yeah. goes, yeah, you need to shoot that dog.'" And he's, "No, yeah. I'm going to break this." Yeah. And you're like, okay. "Oh, I wanted to shoot that son of a bitch, but I didn't." But this is this is what I was saying earlier um, about it being an Ahab thing. Yeah, it's like his Moby Dick, and he even says to her in that scene, he says, um, "I've had white dogs before, and I've not be, been able to cure them." Um, if I lose this white dog, I'll still find more and I'll try to cure them. If this dog is dead, I can't experiment. So it's almost like he's saying, like, I don't care whether the dog lives or dies. The, the dog probably will die. But I I need to... I need to... Yeah, this is a, a white dog that I can work on. If I can... If I can deprogram it, then I know it works. We... We're still probably going to shoot it because it's a killer. He even says, I think it's killed people before. He even says in that bit. But he's very, that's where he's real, he, he kind of loses his temper where he says, yeah, I could fucking shoot that dog. But the scientist side of him comes straight back and says, I, I can still cure him. Yeah, it, it lost me, mate, at this point. But that's this is where it's become. It's a par, It's not meant to be real life. This is like a par, It's like a parable. They just left that poor old fellow in the church. I know, and you don't. And you're like, I mean, did they even tip off the police? Or well, didn't even, like it. well no, because because they're having dinner later. This is yeah, that's and a, they're talking about it. Yeah, and Brad Ives goes, you know, if this comes out, we're in deep. We trouble. are really in trouble. Anyway, let's just get into this meat, and they all start laughing and eating their dinner. Oh, well, like, that, yeah, but he's brilliant. But he's still that is believable. If you were doing that and you were thinking, 
yeah, shit, we could get in trouble here. So he goes, ah, yeah, don't worry, but come on, let's eat these lamb chops. I'll just eat lamb chops. You're like, he's just killed a man. But they're all but they're all getting on well, aren't they? And they're all kind of sort of chatting, they're all gonna have dinner, and then there's a knock at the door and it's yeah, a cop. Yeah, and, and, he, they, and Paul oh. Winfield is instantly like, Oh shit. Oh Winfield. no, it's a cop. Um and the cop is just looking for directions or something. But yeah, then I thought sit- that was weird. They could have done that. It was better. random, yeah. Why would a cop... Just, yeah. I'm looking for such and such. You're a cop, you should know where that sort of thing is. But he leaves and they sit down and they're completely silent. And there's a there's a bit where... I don't think it's in that scene, but there's a bit where Burl Ives says, I feel like we're all co-conspirators. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. we're complicit in what's happened. Yeah. Well, they but are. But they are. But then... You also understand that what that the reason that they haven't killed that dog, the reason that they're keeping it alive, is that he is trying to prove that scientifically you can stop stop what is happening. You can deprogram it. You can make it normal again. And I know by today's standards, that I know it it doesn't entirely work. I think the film goes wrong in it. Allowing the dog to kill people. If it had only ever chewed people up... Yeah, it would have been different. Then you would have maybe been like, okay, I, I would like to see... You know, it saved her from being raped. Yeah. it's atta- All right, it's attacked a few people. I would like to see the dog saved. But because you know it's a killer... Yeah, it changes. I mean, even if even if they do deprogram it, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to hang, yeah, I don't want to hang but around she would, with this she, dog. She would keep it. I don't... Would- I, I don't know if she would at the end. She's all smushing it at the end. Right at the end. Yeah, she's like, oh, well done. But she did want to keep it when she knew it It, it, it was a killer. Yeah, she knew it. She wanted to keep it when she knew it was a racist. No, no, she... Yeah, but no, she <laughs> wanted... Yeah, but when she definitely knew it was a killer, she was like, yeah, no, I want to shoot the dog. Yeah, like, why it, didn't she leave at that point? I don't know. Well, she, 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 she got right, I want nothing to do with this dog. You want to de- fuck around and try and deprogram it, you carry on. I'm off. I want nothing to do with this. I'm out. It kind of switches. This is the thing. It 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 starts out relatively realistic, and then where it takes it because it's trying to be kind of an analogy because it's trying to kind of. Um, I mean, it's not really talking about a dog, is it? It's talking about racism. Yeah, but and it's talking about whether whether people are programmed people programmed to be racist and if they are yeah but it's a bit of a clunky way of doing it yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah i agree but um it reminds me of a conversation that me and you have had where um was it an exchange student right with this um she was from south africa or zimbabwe one of those okay and she came over in the in the 90s okay i think it was when it was all so it was still a well if it's south africa it's over just after still been a Part-eyed. I think it was over just before, just after the end of apartheid. Okay. And that sort of era. And uh, she came over, I think she was about 16, 17, and she said some racist stuff. Okay. And she got duffed up. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They duffed okay. her up. <laughs> she wasn't racist anymore after that. Oh, well, she, no, she was might, fine. She might no, have she even was, more racist. She was, no, but she didn't, it wasn't black people that duffed her up. It was, <laughs> Other people trying to deprogram angry liberals, but no, they weren't angry liberals. Just because you're fucking white I, and not racist doesn't make you a fucking. I'm joking, Mike. I'm just joking. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just joking. Right. It was just the way she'd been brought up. 
but she changed. Yeah. So she didn't need. Uh, she didn't go around murdering black people and then then trying to bite them. Yeah. So people can change. They can, but I mean, I had different views about certain things but then when I, I was younger. But then the key thing I remember about this story is that people were saying this person is racist. Yeah. This person's horrible. But you were saying, but that's where she's come from. If she's been brought up, if she's been trained, yeah. if she's been programmed to think like that. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. You're not excusing it. But that, to her, that's normal. Yeah. So this is, this is what this film is getting at. But this, no, she's a person, not a dog. No, and per, people are way more complicated. People well, exactly. brain... Exactly, so you can't... You can't people you can't. brainwash themselves... Yes, I know. People radicalise themselves. People also change. I mean, I had had some pretty abhorrent views when I was younger about certain things, yeah. What things? Well, we'll go into them, eh? Oh, come on, you brought it up. Well. (laughs) Oh, this is brilliant. Probably 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 homophobic (laughs) stuff when I was younger. Really? Yeah. You're not like that at all. No, exactly. Because I changed, but I, I didn't get beaten up at all. I didn't. Okay. Well, it should have been your homophobe. Oh no! By my, my um, there's people in my family like it. Every every human being. But then I got to a certain point in my life and thought, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, but then, and a lot of people do that. I know people that have changed towards me race wise. Not they haven't changed race, Jamie. That's not what I mean. But they've changed their view race wise. Oh, what towards you? Yeah, they've in gone how in what well, from. Calling me certain names, thinking uh, to apologising to me when, I, when I'm older. So I've oh, that's changed. Good. Oh, that's good. That's so, good. Yeah, it is. So I don't know why. Uh, I just think this film's a bit clunky. Of course it is. Yeah, of course. I, I, a hundred percent agree. And I mean, it really fits in with the kind of films we talk about because, in a lot of regards, it's terrible. Yeah. In, in a lot of regards, it's kind of thrilling, and I mean, it's a proper. It's an exploitation film, but it never really oversteps the line for me. It's still... O- I mean, its heart is always in the right well, place. Let's just get to the end quickly. Okay. So, Keyes basically gets the dog to where he says is 99% cured. Yeah. And he's saying, it's that 1%, this... And I'm not... I don't trust... And you never would. He's like, I don't trust it. But he says, right, let's get... Carruthers says, ah, it's a success. You... Well, he doesn't, he doesn't end up like semi-naked in a cage with it because he's, he's, he's showing it more oh, black yeah, skin yeah, every yeah. time he has a fight with it. And that's, all, that's, all, that's all really well shot as well. Kind of the close-ups on his, on his black skin. And it's almost, it's almost like, a, like if a matador was mm. showing like a red flag to a bull. It's that kind of, it's, yeah. it's, you know, well done. Um... But yeah, he he basically gets to the point where the dog trusts him. It won't attack him. It will take food from him. But he says, "Let's try another black guy." Yeah, and the it, nervous black guy from earlier. Yeah, yeah. He must be thinking they don't pay me enough for this. Well, Key, but Keys—that's the first time you see Keys with a gun in his hand. Yeah. So he so even at that point, you know, Keys is like, if if that dog goes for him, that's it. He ain't he ain't he's never going to be saved. And the dog doesn't. 
you know, the dog seems to be okay. It calms down when he first sees the, the other black guy. Oh yeah, he's pretty snarly. Yeah. Oh yeah. In this, these later stages of the film, the dog is so snarling. Even when he's calm, <laughs> oh, no. he's, he's got he's got those things in his lips. Like, come on. He, yeah, he looks a very angry dog, regardless. Um, and Keys rings Julie, and he says, "Julie, uh, I think that I think that dog we've almost we got know a, that's killed people. I think we've almost we sorted. I think we've almost got a V for victory." Um, yeah, come on down. I've got one last test I want to do. And this is another one of my favourite scenes, isn't it? As Julie is leaving her flat, she runs into Wilbur Hall. Oh. Who is this... Well, he's an old pappy. Yeah. He's, he's an old pappy. He's kind of creepy, really, but outwardly, he's this kindly old grandfather. He's got his two grandkids with him oh, and he's like oh hey miss I believe you've got my dog <laughs> you son of a bitch yeah yeah. <laughs> um, and she basically says did you train that dog is that and he's like yeah yeah I've trained it from a puppy and she really she throws some at him didn't she you know, well he was going to give her some chocolates for saving the dog that's right and um, she she basically says to him what the audience wants to say to him. Like, yeah. you're an asshole. You, you're a racist. And she says to the grandkids, don't listen to a bloody word he ever tells you. He, this bloke is an asshole. Um, she gets in the no, car. But he goes, she goes, she goes, did you train that dog um, and she, to kill... To, to attack, attack black people. And he says, he says, kind of weirdly under his breath, kind of, yeah... Yeah, it's a white dog. It's the best white dog. But he don't get no comeuppance. He just don't get his dog back. No. But then he gets called out on it. And he's, he kind of says like, oh, th- th- this is another one of the haunting things about it, really, is that the real villain does get away with it. Yeah. The, the real person that caused those deaths, yeah. he gets away with it. And um, it's important that He's presented as a normal, kindly, kindly in quotation marks, yeah. old grandfather. You know, I mean, in your mind, you're thinking it's going to be some of massively yeah, racist massive. KKK man, or you know, do you know what I mean? Or you know, someone so offensive, but it's not. It's someone you wouldn't even expect that of. He does say he lives in a trailer park. You know, trailer park people, Mark, they're, they're pretty dodgy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think the the takeaway from that is that evil, it, you know, evil doesn't necessarily look evil. No, you know, it, it can appear normal. Normal. Yeah. But she at least she balls him out. At least she says you're you're an asshole. You're a son of you a bitch. You are a son of a bitch. You are a son of a bitch. And she goes, oh, he's like saying, oh, you give me back my dog, and he she says, you're not having your dog. You take me to court, and I'll tell everyone what you've done. You sick your bastard. Dog's been, your dog's been retrained by a black man. Yeah, how yeah. you like that? Yeah, and then and he does he, he does that he does seem a bit like oh about that, but yeah, it's not enough. You want her to run him over, really. Yeah. So, Julie goes to meet Keys. It's Keys, Carruthers, Julie, and they go to see the dog. And Keys walks out first. He ain't got his protective gear on or anything. 
and they open up the cage and the dog is charging towards him with his fangs bearing. Yeah, those old fangs are and right. Keys is like, oh, hey, up. And he gets his he gets his pistol out and he's thinking, oh, oh shit. And the dog gets up to him and the dog is super nice. It's, su- it's like friendly, you know, he's got his big brown eyes, super nice. Yeah. Julie comes in and the dog starts running towards her. And his fangs are out. He looks angry. Uh, he's growling. He's, he's running towards Judy. And Keyes has got his pistol out. And he's thinking, oh my God, is he going to attack Judy? But the dog's fine. He goes up to Judy. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember you. And they're friend- And she's hugging the dog. Yeah, she's smushing that murderous dog. You know? <laughs> she's yeah, the killer dog. Yeah, yeah, the, the killer yeah. dog. She's tickling it behind the ears. It's a devil dog. It's, 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 it's a, a proper devil dog. That um, dog's a... Nightmare, but as she's hugging the dog and the camera is re- revolving around them, yeah, we kind of see this suddenly again. It's it's seriously <laughs> snarling, seriously pissed off, and it goes for Carruthers out of nowhere, yeah. Uh, it goes for Burl Ives, it attacks him, and Paul Winfield shoots the dog, yeah, done, and um. They go, Burl Ives is fine. Oh, he's, he's not fine. fine. He's, pretty, he's pretty, pretty, yeah, he's pretty, pretty bloody. I'm glad he survived. I'd have been gutted if he, I'd have been gutted if they'd have killed off Burl Ives. But they pick him up and it ends with the three of them, they're, they're helping Carruthers. He's sort of limping, he's bleeding. And the dog's um, dead on the floor. The, yeah. But it's still snarling, mind. Yeah, yeah, face, yeah <laughs> they've still just... got the plastic appliance in this gob that makes it look snarling. Um, and the camera kind of pulls away at a distance, and he's in that, they're still in that giant cage arena, and the dog's dead. And it's just sad. It's just, yeah, it's just sad. like the whole thing was pointless. I mean, what, what do you learn from that, from it attacking Carruthers? That it, just, it, it was just mental. <laughs> they just got mental. They, they like, just, that's your scientific well, evaluation of the dog. But it just it had been interfered with by humans so much, trying to get it to do one thing or the other, and it just it, by the end it's that it, enough. It just had enough. It, it just, <laughs> it's just it didn't. Know, it, it was yeah. I don't know how else to look at it. Well, really. I think you're right about the film's heart being in the right place. It's, cl- I I think it's very clunky doing it. Yeah. As an animal attack film, I don't think the attacks are. It needed more animal attacks. It, it needed more animal attacks. It shouldn't have been an animal attack film, really. I don't think it should have been a killer dog. I think it should. Yeah. Have, I think you're right. It should have been just because it was. It went too far. Yeah. Because you're it, as an audience member, you're like. I don't care about this dog now. I don't no, care whether no, they cure lost, it or not. It's, it's lost, he, he, the dog needs it. to die. Um, yeah. I don't fully understand the controversy. Maybe the, all the controversy was about, well, people will look at this and they'll, they'll be doing that to their dogs. I don't... Well, I, I, it wasn't... Was it banned? Right. Uh, well, I'll give you a bit of backstory about that. Um, when the film was being made, uh, a... Member of the uh, the N A A C P, yeah, uh, which is a, a black civil rights group in America. Um, were, they, were they on set at all times or something? 
Well, they... Uh, they were... I think... A, I'll read the bit that Samuel Fuller says in a, a moment, because I've actually got a bit written by Samuel Fuller about what happened, or his take on it, his point of view. Um, but essentially, even before the film had been seen, uh, there were a few... Uh, there are a few people from uh, some certain civil rights groups that were on set and they felt the film was going to be promoting racist ideas or it was going to promote black people in a bad way. Which, how but, they came to that conclusion, I, don't know how they came to that conclusion. I really don't get. Um, and there was talk of uh, boycotting and picketing and Paramount that were financing the film, understandably, they were a little bit like, yeah, we don't really want to be causing any trouble. So they just kind of shelved it. And if anything, that almost cemented the idea that this was a racist, this film is racist. Because it got shelved. It never really got released in America. Um, Right. Was it not just the idea of, because it didn't set people off in a set anybody off in a bad light. No, apart no. from the dopey actress. Yeah, oh, she's, <laughs> she's, the she's, one, she's the only one who comes off out, out of it. We're looking real bad. She's she, probably she, naive. Yeah, but I mean, um, this 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 film is clearly saying racism is bad. Racists do bad things. Racism is bad for society. Um, was it you, not the idea that people that they thought people could grab hold of the idea that you could train a dog like this when it wasn't common knowledge that you could and there might be people out there that could do it yeah maybe that, there was some of that in there I don't know that may hold a bit of water but then if you if you're gonna go down that route you you could say well it's different we time. can't we can't depict murder because it may give people the idea to go and murder someone we can't Make a film about no, no, someone. no, no. That's not what. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. I, well, I don't. I don't understand why what all the fuss was about. Well, let me. But I'm looking at it through 2022 eyes. Yeah, we we are seeing it through different times, and I mean, it, it, even because it's not a racist film, and it's not. You think no, it, 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 I mean, it, it is an anti-racist film. It is clearly an anti-racist film, and it is also just. I think it's just trying to ask interesting questions about the nature of racism. And it's like, how do we beat it? You know, if people are being taught it from a young age, if if anything is instilled in someone from a very young age, whether it be a puppy or a human being, it's very hard to shake that off. How do we beat that? How do we, how do we get people to not do that? Why do people do that? These are the things that the film's asking. Um, so Samuel Fuller was kind of heartbroken. You know, the film got taken away from him. It didn't get released in America. He never made a film in America again. He moved to Europe. And he wrote he wrote a book. He wrote a mem- mem- memoir. And uh, I'm just going to... I'll just read... It's not too long. I'm just going to read what he wrote. This, And, I mean, this is... It's good to hear it from the man himself. This mm. is kind of his take on on all the controversy and everything that happened. (coughs) I'm a little bit drunk. I should be okay to read this, but uh, here we go. Uh, So there's Samuel Fuller saying, uh, an NAACP spokesperson named Willis Edwards showed up on our set one day. 
He'd cleared his visit with the studio to see if our film was distorting the image of black people. I was flabbergasted. Why hadn't an organisation as prestigious as the NAACP done their homework and checked out my record before sending a man to spy on my work? If they had, they would have found out that I was one of the first directors in Hollywood to use actors of colour in intelligent, complex roles. The black medic in the steel helmet, Nat King Cole's sensitive soldier in... Sorry, sensitive soldier in China Gate. Harry Rhodes's twisted college dropout in Shock Corridor. James Shingetta's detective who gets the girl in the Crimson Kimono. Our world was multiracial. I'd been depicting it that way since my first picture. And why the hell hadn't they checked out my military record? For Christ's sake, I'd put my life on the line to stand up for democracy, fighting fascism because it was antagonistic to the Jeffersonian principle that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among those life, liberty and the goddamn pursuit of happiness. After depicting the little guy and his right to be different, In movie after movie, no matter what economic status or race, I thought I'd made my position on integration and equality crystal clear. What right did this man have to snoop around, make a nuisance of himself, no matter the honourable objectives of his organisation? The NAACP should have, at the very least, had the courtesy and respect to wait and see the finished movie. I was deeply offended by the intrusion and I told John Davidson in no uncertain terms that I didn't want this Mr Edwards on my set. Davidson agreed with me completely and asked the NAACP man to leave. To my amazement and consternation, rumours began to circulate that White Dog was a racist movie, even before the picture had even been previewed to public. Paramount hadn't set a release date yet. It's difficult to express the hurt of having a finished film locked away in a vault, never to be screened for an audience. It's like someone putting your newborn baby in a goddamn maximum security prison forever. No, he's right. Yeah, I think that... Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get the controversy over it. No, I don't. I don't. It's. It's. There should be more. Uh, there should have been more films like that. I think. Well, you know, it's a it's a, it's a clunky animal attack. Yeah. Movie. It makes happens, mistakes. That, uh, yeah, but none of the mistakes are racist. No, 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 no. None, no. Of, the, none of the mistakes. No, no. The, the flaws in the film have, no, have nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's just a little bit clunky. I think where it get, I think it, I think where it goes wrong is where on the. It's like we were saying earlier. On the one hand, it wants to be a parable, like mm. kind of like a fable, and then on the other hand, it wants to be a kick-ass animal attack movie. Yeah, and it, and falls it can't short be. It can't both be games. both. Yeah. yeah, it falls short on both counts. Um, but it's not a terrible film. It's not by, by any means a terrible film. How many stars are you going to give it, Mark? 
Three. It's not Ouch. terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not How, brilliant. Would you have... Would you have... Would like, you like... Well, you're not going to give it five, you? I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it a solid four. Would you have liked... Would you have enjoyed seeing this when you were younger if you'd have seen this when you were, like, of a you know, 16? I don't know. Would you have thought, like, well, thank God there are people that can see where we're going wrong? Do you know what, what I mean? What do you mean? I don't need a dog film to tell me where things are going wrong <laughs> when I was 16. No, I know what I'm saying. I didn't need, I didn't need to know there was racism a bit because I already... No, I know, I know that, but then... And I but, didn't know to need, I need, need to know, I, I knew, already knew it was bad. Yeah, but then this film says, hey, but there are people that aren't black that can see this is wrong yeah. and they're saying, yeah, this is wrong. Yeah, well, I also knew that. Yeah, I know, but... Oh, all right, okay. Shit, we're getting into controversy. Right? No, we're, not, Let's wrap we're, not, it up. we're not. We're not. We're not getting into controversy. I'm starting to piss you off. No, you're not. No, you're not. I, it's just that I. It, it's that's why I think it's clunky. Were Were there? C- can you? It's, it's telling me. It's telling me things, things you already. I already you know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Just make an animal attack film. Yeah. Yeah. And I get the that I get the I'll be breaking it down and trying to break it and I get all that. He, in his mind, but he's not made that for. He's not made that film for me. He's made it for middle white America. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I guess there is also an argument that is white guys making a film yeah. about racism. You know, there is so, that, but it's yeah. not Django Unchained, is it? No. No. Um. <laughs> not that I don't like Django Unchained, but it's. That's not. That's. <laughs> That's yeah, a that's whole a whole different, different bloody argument. I haven't got a problem with Django and Chain. No, but I can understand why people are. Upset. Yeah, yeah. This is no Django. And this Chain. is no Django There's and no, Chain. Um, and it is problematic. But again, I uh, people need to see it. Watch it. And, see, it, I don't think it is problematic. Well, the only sense it's problem problematic, it's it's just a bit fucking clunky. I don't think it's not racist in any way. No, the message no, no. That it's trying to give isn't wrong. It's, it's a good message. It's a good message. And there are no right. It, it comes up. The end is well. There's no answer. No. And that's the which right. Which is also kind of the which, right. Answer. Which is the yeah. right answer. There is no answer. Is the right answer. But it's asking those questions, and it's but making. It's not, but, and it, but it's not race. I don't understand why. No, no, not at all. But it, uh, what the fuss was about, really? Is well, it's that it, the same thing goes well, on. Or it, it could be that the the racism was a thing to hang the story on. Yeah, because you wouldn't have. Why would they be trying to break the dog otherwise? It had to be a racist dog. Well, it was the easiest thing to go for. Well, but then they were deliberately trying to confront that issue. Mm. I mean, it is racism is sort of what they're trying to talk about. Yeah, you know, and but like, but like I said, it's not telling me anything. No. It does. It's not really saying a lot that people that isn't obvious. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But then. I think a lot of white people would have benefited from watching this film. In what way? Would it, it would have maybe open their eyes a little what, what, bit. Think, bad? No, just to maybe see how... It's way more complicated than just racism is bad. What it's talking about is how racism can be taught. Mm. How it can be programmed, you know? And the, as we said earlier, the dog isn't evil. The dog isn't racist. The dog is incapable of being racist. The dog has been taught to act this way. So what the film is kind of suggesting is maybe people are taught to think this. 
how do we yeah, what do we do it's clunky because it's it's because it, it's people, talking about a dog, it's a dog <laughs> <and> he's <laughs> killed people okay yeah. if it was if it was a, if it was a, <laughs> man, if it was a racist teenager it would have been a different story are you glad I got you to watch White Dog it's all well it's not it's not an amazing film it's an amazing it's, amazing it's film not, it's not an amazing film okay alright well I'm going to go four stars okay that's fair you're saying three I'm saying three stars I'm right. not saying it's terrible no okay I'm saying it's I'm saying it's clunky the animal attack bits aren't animal attacky enough what Mark and what? That, that actress nurse actress character got right on my nerves the nurse no not the nurse the actress character oh yeah Christy Medicum well, she is massively naive which is she, she's ah oh. Dog but she wasn't a hateful present. You, anytime she was on screen, she, you kind of oh, liked her. Oh no, she's she's lovely. You know, she's you, a lovely actress, and the character's ditzy as Christ knows what. Yeah, she's but as dumb as a post. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just happy with no. It's, it's, we did it successfully. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything controversial. No, you didn't. I did all right. So. What movie are we going? <laughs> well, we'll just finish up quickly. We, we won't do another two because we've been doing. We've done ninety minutes. Well, we we can do another. Well, should we just do Black Adam quickly? We can talk about a couple of. Just, well, yeah. let's talk about Black Adam. Have a conversation. I watched Black Adam, Jamie. You hate Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. You hate him, Mark. Who? It's well established. I don't hate him. Well, he's not your favourite. So got... I'm, I was a little bit puzzled when you told me. You'd watched, you'd gone out of your way to watch. I did go out of my way to watch Dwayne it. Johnson. Basically, my son watched it, and my son's mad on DC. But I think what's happened from the news that's come out over the last couple of weeks, couple of days even, is uh, do you know James Gunn's taken over DC now? Yeah, yeah, I did. Hear. Yeah, he's 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 just basically put his hand across the table and just wiped everything off. Okay, starting afresh. I think that might not be a bad idea. Well, they've moved on from the Snyderverse, yeah. and they've made like the Suicide Squad, and was good, which was good, and a few others. But this film is shot like a Snyderverse film. Well, Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, it did it's, it's add that, that It's got that vibe and that that vein running through it. Yeah, it's not very good. Is is it's, it fair to say it's a bit of a Dwayne Johnson vanity project? Yeah. He really wanted to make it, yeah. didn't he? I don't know that DC were that fussed about a Black Adam movie. No. And, I mean, I made... They spent a lot of money on it. Well, because Dwayne, jo- Dwayne Johnson was well, in it. they've wasted a load of characters, I think. Yeah. It's got Hawkman in it, played mm. by Aldous Hodge. He's all right. Aldous Hodge is too good for the... Bit. Pierce Brosnan is... Um, he looked okay. Doctor Fate. Yeah, the mm. characters are fine. It's just... Mm. It's just... In the comics, um, in the comics, Hawkman was kind of always portrayed as a very kind of um, he wasn't quite the Punisher, but he was very much a kind of Republican, right? You know, sort of character. Hawkman, he was very much a beat crime. I don't understand. I fully don't. Big stick. I, I a, fully don't understand his power set either. Well, he seem, it seems because in the trailer there's a lot of him going oh we don't kill people we, we don't and it's like Hawkman didn't give and a shit really that kind of character to be saying do you know what I mean it just I think they should have picked a different DC character I don't know that Hawkman should have been 
one of the people delivering that kind of argument to him? Well, they, they bring in... They're part of the Justice Society of America. I don't know whether they say that. They're just a Justice Society. Okay. But, you know, Amanda Waller's involved. And oh, okay. I, I don't know... I oh, does she appear? In, is she appearing it? Yeah, she's in a does a cameo. Oh, okay. But I, I, I don't understand what she's. She was in charge of the Suicide Squad, wasn't she? Yeah. The weapon, not Weapon X. That's X Men. Um, Task Force. Task Force X. X. Well, that was that's a proper nomenclature, but nomenclature. That's the one. <laughs> nomenclature. Nomenclature. <laughs> you know what I meant. But to the gen, you know, to you know, to the to the then, general then Suicide Squad, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. I mean Dwayne Johnson. It, it's just Dwayne Johnson. It, 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 I don't hate. Why him. are you watching films with DC people film. in that you Why don't not? like? My son likes DC films. Does he prefer DC to Marvel? Yeah, oh, that's good. But they 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 fed him a load of. He's been disappointed. Well, no, he hasn't. He likes them. I mean, I, he likes the the Snyder cut of um, oh, okay. Justice League, which. I don't know why everybody's jizzing over that because that's just four hours. Are they jizzing over it, Mark? That felt like a swear. Well, I think the Justice League weeding cut got something like 30 on Rotten Tomatoes or 20 or really low. Yeah. And the Snyderverse cut is, the Snyder cut they call it, is like 70 on percent. That's insane. And I cannot, have you seen the Snyder cut? No. It's four hours. Can you imagine, but it's like, Remember how long... I don't want Batman, to watch four hours of Justice Batman versus Superman. How long was that? Yeah, too long. It's just like, mate... I, did, I didn't mind that one. Though. But it just goes that. on and on. Yeah. They're not very good. No. They're not very good. The only ones that... The only ones in the Snyderverse that are any good are Aquaman, which is... A, which would be an, an average Marvel film. He didn't even do Aquaman, did he? No, That's but it's James part of that universe. Yeah, but it's James... Wa- yeah, James Wan. And, and um, Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Which was, it's, you know, was still, if it was Marvel, it would be an average Marvel film. Oh, yeah. David David Thewlis at the end is just... No, it's wrong. It's all he's wrong. got the cum girls. He's like, he's ripped. <laughs> it's like, that's not David Thewlis. No, he pops up in the Snyderverse. Okay. The Snyder cut oh, okay. of, of um, Justice League. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's supposed to be Ares. Oh, my God, they've... They superimposed David Fulis's head on a onto a, like the rock's body, oh, and it's like oh, it doesn't work. No, but I mean the whole thing doesn't make sense. Okay, but, all right. So essentially, you're, you're delivering a bad review. Of yeah, that. it's not very good. How many stars are you giving it, man? One. Really? Yeah, it's poor. one. It's poor, mate. You're giving it one. Yes, yeah, it's it's that's poor. Ri- Ma, that's really harsh. Really? Yeah. It's it's. Poor, and it's, but I think... One is shite. Yes, it's a shite film. Okay. It's a shite film with Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne uh, Johnson. That's, I feel bad now, we shouldn't really... There's so well, many I've watched fil- it, I've watched it. I know, so but there's I so many films we love, I feel bad talking about the ones that we hate, and I haven't even seen it yet. You'd hate it. Would I? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, check it out. Um, isn't I it... Think it's, I, think it's, I think it's killed that, I think it's killed the DC Extended <sighs> Universe. Isn't it? Um, no, it hasn't. No, James, no, mate, it's, James Gurnall. But I think I think that's one of the reasons why. Oh, it, I don't it, think you may not see because um, they were talking about sequels. I think they're all gone. Yeah, oh yeah, he. It, yeah, I, I think, think you're, you're needs, not going to see The Rock. It needs. Do, a, do you know, hang on, sorry, I've got to, I've got to say this. 
They're on a bike resetting this DC universe. Yeah. There's rumours they're going to bring Lobo in. Okay. Who have they marked Oh, no, to... I know. Jason I, Momoa. I like, what? <laughs> Maybe you should have done that five years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? There's, what? There's no other actor that can play him. Out and out, I will say he would be a terrible choice for Lobo. They can't. They he, can't. he just... They can't. I mean... Don't get me wrong. It would be like he wouldn't be a terrible choice. He just he they cannot make that choice. No, he they just can't. they just they cannot can't. make that choice. It'd be like recasting Henry Cavill as Shazam. And thing is, I'm I'm struggling to think of who I would cast. This Doesn't movie. matter. But there's there's people in Hollywood that can get paid millions of dollars. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And they're they're. Do you know what? They're very rarely wrong. I know. It'd just be really good if I could think of someone really good. To say he would be a good Lobo, and I I can't. I'm struggling. Yeah, but you 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 go towards Jason Momoa because he looks like him. He does a little bit. Shit, we're going towards Momoa, <laughs> and I'm trying to get away from Momoa. But there's not many men in Hollywood that look like Jason Momoa. There must there must be guys but that you can play low. Yeah, but there's there's people that, are, that that we that we know obviously that all they need to do is grow their own bit of facial hair. Lemmy yeah. would have been good as Lobo. Or Lemmy was Lobo, wasn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Lemmy would have been fucking Aces Lobo. Hulk Hogan, dyes moustache black? No. <laughs> He's problematic these days. You oh, can't go with Hogan yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. Brother. Anyway. It's a shit. I loved him as a kid. I know. But these your heroes, they break, they, they they break your heart, don't they? they? Yeah, it breaks, it breaks your heart, mate. Uh, so, okay. Uh, that's your film. You got anything? You got anything else you want to talk about? I did watch a film. I yeah, come I on mean, then. Come on then. Okay, I watched Looker. From what? 1981, directed by Michael Crichton. Looker? Yeah, have you ever seen it? No, I've never heard of it. No, I haven't either. But it's like a completely forgotten kind of... I don't know why it's forgotten. Does it involve, does it involve a park where shit goes wrong? No, not at all. Oh. Um, it does involve a lot of science, and the whole science bits of it are brilliant. Like, you know, Michael Crichton knows his science. Uh, Albert Finney is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. James Coburn... Uh, Susan Day. Um, What's it about? What's it about? Well, that's going to be hard to answer. Um, I will say, Susan Day in this looks very much like a young, blonde Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. What's the film film about, Jamie? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You just watched it. I know, but I still don't know, Mark. The film is nonsense. Really. Is that why we haven't heard about it? Because it's terrible. I don't. I don't know. Did why you struggle we, to get through it? No, not at all. I don't know why we haven't heard about it because it is an interesting film. It's not a great film, plot-wise. Some of the ideas in it are brilliant. Uh, basically, Albert Finney, yeah, is a surgeon. He's a plastic surgeon, and he's got these women coming to him, and they, they've got a very particular set of kind of. Uh, what they want to look like all yeah like yeah like down to the millimetre where where their cheekbones and where their face and where their eyebrows and where they feel they're not quite perfect down to the millimetre and he's right. had a few ladies come to him like this uh, and then it uh, basically develops, these women are being killed so the police they get the connection that all these women have come from this plastic surgeon right. they kind of suspect they all look the same they don't all look the same, but they all... Do they, are they asking to look the same, basically? 
not identical, but they're all asking to look perfect. Right. And by perfect... They've got they... different levels of perfect. Well, no, Otherwise, all... they'd all look the same. They don't all look the same. Mark, you're overthinking it already. Am I? This is not a movie to over... Mate, this is no, really a not Crichton a movie to over... Science movie. Of I'm not going to be able to give you any of the answers to it. Well, I want... Well, but... So... We might stumble across some. So Albert Finney basically is like, the police have come to him and he's like, oh my God, my patients are being murdered. I'm going to look into it. The police think it's me. What's going on here? And he's, he kind of says to the police, it's really weird. They had a very specific definition of what they felt was perfect. Yeah. What they needed to change. Um, so he looks into it and then he discovers that they've all been involved with this technology company run by James Coburn and it's like a sort of shady tech advertising TV company uh, and he sort of gets involved and he knows that there's sort of a bit, something not quite right um, and then we kind of find out this is kind of random but we also find out that the company is developed like a handgun which they call the looker gun Right. And basically, if you shoot someone with this gun, it's like, to that person that you've shot, nothing has happened. But they've actually been basically, like, comatose for What are you long. talking about? This film. What? I don't understand. I don't understand it, Mark. It's mental. Well, they get shot with a gun. They get shot with it, right? Yeah. It's like a laser gun. Right? Right. So, like, if I shot you with it, it'd just be, like, almost like me hitting you with a torch. Right. And you wouldn't even really realise that you'd been shot with it. And you'd just be like, oh, and you'd carry on. But... In reality... In reality, about four hours would have passed. Because you would have just been, like, almost frozen in time. It Time would have stopped. You'd just been like... Oh, wait, you don't, they didn't die? No, 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 not at all. It just completely... Phases time, but then it'd be easy to kill that person, wouldn't it? Because yeah. I, you know, if you didn't even see me and I just shot you with it, you'd be like, I could just kill you, and you wouldn't even know that well, it that's was what me. this person's doing, obviously. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Let me be clear, Mark, this movie <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And when you even find out why, I mean, spoiler alert, the company is behind these models being murdered. Right, right, okay. It makes no sense what, at as all. to why? I have no idea why they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously, I have no idea. I mean, they're basically using them to create a virtual image in an advert, and they've got to... The science is interesting. It's like advertising has got to a point where they know where people are looking on the screen. They know exactly how long... People need to be looking at stuff. They know how attractive the stuff needs to be to sell it. it, it in that, it's you know, it's advertising down to the ninth degree. And Why they're killing the women, I still don't know. Oh, all right. Uh, but the film has a lot of interesting things to say about like television and like the nature of like voyeurism in looking at things and how. Uh, if you're attracted to something and you look at it, it can suck you in and take control of you or affect you or manipulate you. Um, and Albert Finney's great, isn't it? I'm, right, you know, Mark's out of five. Oh, what, for Looker? Yeah. I'd need to watch it again. I'd say three. 
It's an, it's an easy free. If I saw it again, I might say four. There's a brilliant bit in it where the, it could almost be a Christopher Nolan movie right. where there's a car chase and, you know, it's like a standard conventional car chase, but they've got these looker guns. So, like, if you're driving a car and someone shoots you with this gun, well, you, you basically out. just, yeah, you just space out for an hour. So you, you're going to crash. That's not driving, driving no, a No, 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 it isn't. No, but how... The, how that all plays out is quite fun. Um, Michael Crichton is great at science. Si- science Lots ideas. Of good at directing the action. He's not, not too. He's not too Did bad. Did he at direct uh, Westworld? Yeah, yeah. West and Westworld's brilliant. Uh, he did Coma as well. I like Coma. Um, obviously, he wrote Jurassic Park. Um, he also did the Andromeda Strain. Yeah, drums. That's brilliant. And Andromeda Strain. Um, and. Uh, you know, he, he's a fine director. He's a brilliant writer. He's a fine director. But the science is where he's really good. Runaway with Tom Selleck. Yeah. You watch that now and you don't even realise that it's a science fiction film. If you watched it 20 years ago, there were loads of sort of sci-fi bits that were literally about to happen. You know, like mobile phones, like doorbells with cameras on, uh, drones... And stuff like that. So if you watched Runaway back then, you'd be like, oh, this is futuristic. Yeah. You watch it now, and you you don't even realise you're watching a sci-fi film. Because all the, science is ca- all the science is caught up, and that's all down to Michael Crichton being a v- pretty good scientist and being like a futurist, being able to see where things were going to go. Right, we've done nearly two hours. Awesome. What an awesome pod... It feels like it's been an awesome podcast. It has been an awesome podcast. But well, I think we're going to have to wrap it up, mate. Yeah, okay. You got anything else on that scrawny bit of paper you got there? We did watch the Infinity Pool trailer. Oh. Yeah, but you're in, Mark, aren't you? You can't... You're looking forward to it. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means, but it looked awesome, and it's got Mia Goff in, and Mia Goff is... I Mia Goff is my favourite thing in horror at the moment. Yeah, I well, I look forward to that infinite. It didn't grab me quite as much as a cocaine bear, but um, no, cocaine bears awesome. Have we got a release date for this infinity pool? No, I don't think Was so. It next year at some point. Yeah, I some imagine. Cocaine bears February. Oh yeah, I can't wait for cocaine bears. Then have a cocaine bear. Right, I'm going to say good night. Thanks everybody for listening to our waffle. Oh, uh, thanks, Mark. Good night, listener. And uh, if you like this, give it a share. Please like and share. <laughs> I've like got, an, share, I've like got an ambition for us to get into triple figures on. <laughs> We're already in triple figures. No, on one podcast. Oh, okay. figures. Can you imagine triple? That ain't gonna happen. Yeah. For one, well, if our listeners, if each of our listeners tell four people. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, all right, yeah. Then we, and they do that the week yeah, after. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah, get, yeah, We yeah. might get up to sixty listeners. Can yeah, you imagine? I, it's hard to imagine. And you can review us if you want. Yes, that, please do that. If Sorry, you give we're us doing this bit at the end. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie and Fortune's beat a max dungeon. If you let me do it, do it. Oh, sorry, I'm ruining it. Like and don't, share. Don't ruin it. Like, I'm just saying, like and share. You've ruined it, mate. I haven't. God, say what you can say. I'm sorry. Like it and share it, please. That was what I was saying. Let me look at here. Right, bye. I'm doing it in my normal voice. Bye, bye, listeners. Bye, Jamie. Do you normally say say goodbye, Jamie? Bye, Jamie. No, you tell me to say... You say, say goodbye. Say, you're say, fucking up the ending, Mark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Say goodbye, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon. <laughs>